The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willett. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Boulette. Hi. Hi, and welcome to my show, Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host today, Lisa Boulette. I'm really excited to have with me today somebody who I've known for a while. Her name is Janie King. She's the founder of Medicine Drum LLC, a certified Brennan healer, a certified hypnosis, ordained minister, earth ceremonialist, and educator with over 18 years experience teaching and practicing energy medicine, intuition, hypnosis, and so much more. I'm going to introduce her to you and let her tell you a little bit about herself and how she empowers others. Janie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. This is such a wonderful, <clears throat> pardon me, a wonderful honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad to have you. <laughs> so, um, yes, Can you tell- I, yeah, I just- was yeah. a staff accountant or a general ledger accountant for many years, and I had health issues come along that um, I didn't want to be on pharmaceuticals. And so I looked into alternative medicine, and one thing led to another, and I was drawn to Barbara Brennan School of Healing, which was a four-year, or is a four-year program studying the human energy field, transpersonal psychology, and evolution of the human spirit. And so that was a huge immersion into um, opening your heart, basically, and love. And so I bring that training, along with a lot of other workshops and other trainings that I've had along the way, into my healing room. And um, by being everything that I am and all that I've learned, sort of being in that space. It, it's an empowering feeling, uh, and I use those tools then to help my clients, to empower them to check in with who they are, what they want in their life. And we use, um, well, actually, spirit calls on the tools from me that uh, the client specifically needs in that moment. Perfect. Right. And so... You're saying that it was health reasons that prompted you to leave the corporate world? Because I'm assuming you had a really good salary and benefits and, and all of those, you know, all the things that we expect, not expect, but all the things that um, keep us grounded, all those you, you chose to do all, leave all that behind and become an energy healer because of health reasons. Is that correct? Yes, Lisa, that's correct. I I jumped over the edge of that proverbial cliff and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, I was married at the time, and luckily, or fortunately for me, my husband was behind me 100% to support me. So I did. I jumped off the proverbial cliff, and I had gone to a couple of psychics to kind of um, feel into, is this right for me? And they were all very confirming that this was the direction I was to go. Excellent. Did you jump right into the Barbara Brennan School, or did you? were you introduced to other fields of um, energy medicine first? What was your first passion with that? Right. Well, I, I stayed at my job until um, right till the end, till I went to school in September 
of uh, 1996. So, but before that, I did uh, go to um, one of her weekend, uh, four-day weekends in Boston to really find out if it was for me. And I, there was so much love there and so much opening and, and otherworldly <laughs> stuff. I, I could not stop myself from taking that plunge. So, but I did um, before that. I had gone to um, an international herb symposium and the Women's Herbal Conference that opened me up to energy that I really didn't realize how much I was opened until later and later on. Excellent. Yeah. It, it, you know, sometimes you get a little taste of something and you don't realize that it's really what your soul is calling you to do until you yeah. start getting a little bit more of it. <laughs> so how did you actually find the Barbara Brennan School of Healing? And, and can you tell us a little bit more about that program? Because my understanding is um, they help you to develop the Hara. Is that correct? That's one thing. Yes, that's actually okay. the senior, um, the senior year. We learn um, Hara alignment and okay. Hara healing. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I was, I was um, because of my health issues and other things that happened at my at my corporate job. I went into therapy for my self esteem. And my therapist, I had asked her a question, and she opened up Barbara Brennan's book, Hands of Light. And that was my really first introduction into Barbara, and I was, you know, I was pretty, pretty rigid and <laughs> an right. accountant. So it was very interesting how just her opening that book, and, and she didn't find the answer that I was looking for. But then I saw Barbara burn a, a flyer in town in Concord. Um, I think it was at the co-op, because my therapist, luckily, was very new age and directed me to new age stores in town, and I started eating more healthy and going to the co-op, and I saw the flyer for Barbara Burnham being in Boston. <clears throat> and you were living in New Hampshire at the time? Yes, I was. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so I that uh, flyer was um, it was for her weekend program, but I went down that time to experience the, the Thursday night lecture. I thought um, I was the, I'm the type of Virgo, so I just put my toe in and, and feel the water, and then I <laughs> decide if I really want to jump in. So, so I you're just an went Earth down. sign. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I said you're an Earth sign. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's an earth sign, right? That there you go. Very grounded, sure. <laughs> right. We're very grounded and cautious. So um, the, that uh, I went down and I, when I experienced this ballroom full of people, I just felt amazing love that I had never experienced before. And um, even coming from a huge, I come from a large family, so that made a huge impression on me. And... I decided to go back the next year and do the three-day program or the four-day program, and which I did. So it took me a year to go back. <laughs> well, that and, happens. Yeah, and then they wanted me to jump right into the program then. The, the teachers at that workshop wanted me to, of course, go to the school after that weekend. But um, I wanted to make sure I could do anatomy and physiology on the college level because that was a requirement into this, uh, after the sophomore year. So the next year, that's what I did. I, I went to a college-level anatomy physiology course to be sure that I could do it because <laughs> I was getting old at that time, you know, in my late 40s or something, and I hadn't been in college for so long. And um, then finally, after I passed my anatomy and physiology, then I dove in on 1996 and went to the school. It sounds like one of those experiences with, that's when the student is ready, the teacher appears? Yes. Absolutely, and I hadn't understood that way back then, but that's precisely what happened looking back that um, I guess I was ready for for that. 
And uh, if I want to, I just wanted to back up and go to that. The first International Herb Symposium I went to, um, I went there to learn about menopause because I was experiencing other health issues in that area and um, to see a specific herbalist. But when I came home from that weekend, I had an amazing um, spiritual experience. I saw something in my backyard that night, and I, I showed it to my husband, and he couldn't see it. And so I, had, I, I was opened up to another dimension. Oh, wow. And um, That's eye-opening. I mean, in more yeah, ways than one. It was pretty huge. And being an accountant and still you know, not understanding all this, I, I really went into hysterics and thought there was something wrong with me at the time. But looking back, that was really the huge breakthrough and opening that uh, I experienced really in other dimension that was very benevolent and loving. But at the time, because I, I was the only one that could see it, and it was huge, and it was so vivid for me, um, that, and my husband couldn't see it, that um, kind of, it might have pushed me back a little bit, but it also, looking back, it um, was an amazing, amazing epiphany. I'm sure that experience stayed in your subconscious, too, and helped you to move forward, you know, on your soul level as well. I'm sure it did, yeah, because it, it was, doesn't, when you, once you experience this kind of thing, there's no backing out. You can't block it out anymore, you know? Oh, right, of course. Yeah, you, you can't go back, exactly. Right, it's like it taking Reiki or any, any energy, any uh, attunement process once you've been opened. I suppose you could close it down, but I, I don't really know how to do that. Right, yeah, so. I've never been sure of that myself either. It's not something I've ever wanted to do either. I feel, you know, the energy for me feels good, as I'm sure it does for you too. But if you're new and you're just getting into it, it might be a little overwhelming. I can understand that. Right. So right. you learned at the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, you learned the um, the basic learning of the laying on hands protocol, and then you started to do other processes. Did you start to work with the auric fields too? or? Oh, yes. Uh, the first year, it's five weeks a year. So the first year we, we focused on um, our my relationship or our relationship to the first three levels of the energy field. So we learned uh, chakra one, two, and three, and we learned those le- levels of the energy field and exercises to tune into those um, those levels and that those three levels of the energy field um, connect us to the physical world they really they're really the uh, the groundwork or the energy uh, that supports us physically and so the first year is uh, all about um, who am I in relationship to my physical body and then the second year is totally devoted to the astral plane or the uh, the heart chakra so there were five weeks devoted to just um, going into um, what a lot of the the darkness and the shadow that we bury inside of ourselves and in the astral plane. There are many levels in the astral plane, but there, I mean there are the highest levels of love, and then of course the lower levels that are very dark. So we we experience the shadow the second year and opening up to healing that parts of ourselves. So the school was a lot about self healing. It sounds like. T- yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, well, I'm at sorry. the same time, learning um, the protocols of hands-on, of, of, of opening um, the chakras, of healing chakras and lines of light and so forth. Yeah, well, it sounds like it sounds like you got a, a great education there, and this is something that you've put into practice in what you do. You you are you have intuition yourself anyway, right? You're an intuitive person. I, yes, I am. Yeah, and you had that before you went into the school. You popped, you maybe just didn't realize it. Well, yeah, we all have intuition. We we're all human beings, and I believe right. that telepathy was our original way of communicating. <laughs> so, um, 
I, I'm sure I had it before I went to the school, but it helped. It does. It, it has helped me to then grow that and or open that, I should say, and uh, acknowledge it and embrace it. Right. And now, so when you're doing sessions with people, you're using your intuitive ability. You're you're doing the laying on hands. Like, what does a typical session? Or that's probably a unique question because I'm sure every session is probably different, right? Each person has their own. Do you have specialized sessions or do you have individualized sessions? How does that work? Uh, Yes, I work one-on-one and you're correct. Each session is pretty unique. Um, I have all these tools. uh, There are, I believe, a hundred tools that I learned from Barbara Brennan's School of Healing. And then I've also done other work with uh, shamanic practitioners and um, crystals and sound. And of course I make drums. So uh, drumming and chanting. So whatever, what happens is when you come to me, you would fill out a, an intake form so I know more about you, and we discuss that at the, at the first session. And then we, I just open to um, to receive what you need in that moment. And spirit kind of calls on me to use whatever those whatever tools um, this person's energy and spirit and soul um, wants me to use for them. And the main thing that I learned at Barbara Brennan School is holding a state of being called love or opening heart opening, opening your heart chakra and being in a state of love. And that really um, connects in with people sometimes in a, just by being in that state. Um, lots of people can't handle it. <laughs> oh, right. Or, Which or is where, you know, up. we. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they open up uh, in ways that that's, that's where the healing lies, basically, is just being in a state that they are not used to, the energy flow, so they... Um, they can release whatever the blockage is by just being in it. Right. And the name of this show that we titled the show is called Healing Heart and Soul. So that's basically what your process of healing is doing. You're working on the body, you know, the heart and the soul, right? You're working on yes. different levels. Yes, that's correct. And I don't I don't uh, consciously linear, linearly think of where I'm going. I just allow spirit to guide me to the next process, the next so, step. So every session is unique. Now, do you find that you work on, well, again, that's probably a question that you probably just answered, but I'm just wondering, do you seem to feel that people have more issues in the, the first three chakras or it's the fourth chakra? I mean, or is that, I know every person is individualized and it's different, but do you, do you tend to see a lot of the same auric, you know, auric fields or the same chakras that clients have? Is that something? Yeah, um... Basically, the, f- the first three chakras are um, being grounded is difficult for a lot of people. Um, and uh, being in your third chakra, both the first, second, and third, so being grounded is the root, being rooted in the earth. It, it's funny because my, my, but we also learn characterology, which is a psychological term for how you defend yourself uh, energetically. And uh, I, usually you attract to you the, the, the healing that you, you need as well, that I need. <laughs> And so right. I attract a lot of people that are out of their body because that's my defense mechanism. Right. So that that would be that they're not grounded. And so I, I do have a lot of people that come in. That the first thing that most Westerners need is grounding, which is the first chakra. I would definitely agree with that. It's funny that you say that, too, because looking back when I I started doing my readings as well, too, you, you do 
collect people, not collect people, but you do attract people to you that the same similar situations that you're going through. It's like you start, I start reading for people and then I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like this could be my life, you know? And then you start to have four or five clients that have the same issue going on. You're like, what? That's kind of, you know, synchronistic, I guess, for lack of a better term. But yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, it's um, synergistic, but it, it's kind of um, also acknowledging that that's what your body is resonating. That's the energy that you're emitting out into the world and that's exactly. so that you're attracting it back. Right. And we're all energy, basically. So, Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> energy well, sounds, first. Energy first, yeah. Energy first and what second? <laughs> well, energy, the, the human body, the physiology sits in the energy field. So the energy field is, um, is the matrix upon which the physical body um, grows from or is um, being supported by. That's why uh, illness, illness can be seen or experienced in the energy field before it becomes physical. So that, that's why energy work is, can be so um, helpful. If someone is not feeling well and they can't be diagnosed in the medical model, then they, we're going to an energy healer or uh, a psychic or someone that can read energy or connect in would be beneficial for people that are not being able to be correctly diagnosed in the allopathic med uh, model. Oh, that's true, too. We're going to, I know we're going to be taking a commercial break shortly, but when we come back, we're actually going to be talking about, I know you do um, shamanic work and it's more like indigenous, right? We're going to talk a little bit about that on the, um, after coming back from the commercial break and we'll talk a little bit about the difference between Western medicine and Native American medicine. So I know you're probably very well versed in that. You'll be able to share with us some information about that. Um, But before we take a commercial break, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about um, your healing sessions or how can people reach you if they wanted to get a a session with you? Right. Well, they can call me at 603-526-6041 or go on my website, which is www.janeekinghearthealer.com. Okay, and you're in New Hampshire. I'm in New Hampshire, yes. Okay. I also I do phone sessions, distant work, so um, it doesn't matter really where you are, I can still work through the ethers to uh, connect in. Right, and I say that for myself as well, too. When I do my sessions, phone work, you know, the energy is the same regardless of whether you're in person with that you know, sitting face-to-face with that client or if you do, well, maybe for you, if you're doing specific body work or energy work, you need to have it in person. But other than that, usually the energy can be done over the phone. But uh, Yes, even even the whatever I do, it doesn't have to, I mean, the, I'm okay. not the one doing the work anyway. <laughs> so, sure. Well, that's you know, true. It's doing the work, so it happens wherever. Okay. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break right now. So everybody stay tuned. Come back for the second segment of the show. We're going to be talking about indigenous and shamanic uh, practitioners or practitions, things that Janie can share with us. So we'll be right back. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. 
Are you dealing with a personal loss in your life? It can be just about anything, such as the loss of a partner through death or separation, something significant of value to you, the loss of a pet, or maybe something is missing in your health or wealth. Tune in to Healing from Loss with Brenda B. Host Brenda Blindenbaugh and co-host Monique McDonald are here to help you transform the loss in your life from pain to joy and move forward. Listen live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. That's Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, and welcome back to my show, Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Lisa Willette, and today I have with me Janie King. Um, she is, for lack of a better term, she's so many different things. We're going to call her an energy energy medicine woman at this point. Um, I'm going to share with you, or she's going to share with you, some Native American medicine, indigenous work that she does. She does shamanic work. So she's going to share with us some of that a little bit and just tell us how she incorporates that into her practice. Janie, welcome yeah, back. Yeah, so thank you, Lisa. Um, great to be on the show with you. I um I do have Native American background but I did in my in my genealogy and my family history but I would, did not grow up with it and I learned about it um around 1997 when I was a sophomore at Barbara Brennan School of Healing which was very appropriate being in the in the astral plane for the year <laughs> but um right. um I I when I went to that herb symposium way back um I got I got turned on to drums there they had a drum a drumming circle and dancing under the stars it was a solstice weekend and it was in at Wheaton College it was a, a beautiful place it, turned, it made me realize that I really love drumming and I'd never been experienced or to it before I've never had had that experience before so I came home from that desiring to have my own drum and um I did find a drum out of over in Maine at a Native American store way back then that was that was probably back 95 or 95 but um, uh, that got me moving toward something that's in my blood, which is Native American ceremony and and healing methods. And so um, I have since uh, practiced that and learned about that from many different uh, different places, different um, healers or um, different workshops. And um, I, I learned how to make my own drums, and I've created uh, workshops to make your own drums. But I incorporate, um, I have drums in my healing space, in my studio, and rattles that I make with different animal skins. And that is really powerful medicine and energy, which means it's the spirit of the animal is the medicine, or your spirit is your medicine. And so that's in the indigenous ways or in the native ways. The, um, they think about medicine as... Um, um, the spirit power of all things, right. not you know, not as necessarily a, a drug or a plant. A, the, uh, the plants are medicine, but then everything has medicine in it. It's a well, spirit. It's an energy. Well, many of the modern drugs too have botanical origins in their medicines, right? Absolutely. In fact, most of them do. Just uh, non, just um, aspirin is uh, originated from the willow bark, I believe, or willow tree. So, yeah. Um, 
pretty much all pharmaceuticals. And if you look at what they're researching or where their people are, they're all over the world in the in, in the um, rainforest or in Africa, looking at how the how the people that live on the land, the indigenous people, um, stay healthy. And what yeah, well, you know, no, right. Much of my, I know that a lot of the world's food and medicine have Native American origins. So I mean, we we're going back. You know, that's where it all started. I guess, right? That's right. And and the Native people honored um, the plants and as their sisters and brothers. The the, the indigenous way um, from the First Nations peoples that have lived in, on the earth honored the earth. They honored everything as equal. The stones, everything is equal because it has a spirit, and that spirit is the medicine of it. And so, commu- and they'd communicate. And we still communicate. We can communicate with the trees, with the stones, with the, the flowers, with the plants. And you can you can sit and communicate with a flower and ask it for its medicine. What what do you have for me to teach me? Or you can ask. I know when I was in herbalism, I, as I said, um, I was looking at menopausal issues or uh, that type of um, female issues. And um, motherwort, mother's wart was kind of came into my life, and I planted it, and it was everywhere, and, that, and I started making uh, tinctures and herb, herbal teas out of it, and it really was what I needed. And so sometimes right. a plant will come into your life as a weed that you think is pesky that really is there to teach you, you need me. This is the medicine for you. Well, many therapies emphasize plants too. You know, it, their herbal remedy. I'm sorry, their herbal remedies. You know, um, even smudging, anything like that. And and it's free too. I mean, anybody can go out in in the backyard and commune communicate with a with a plant or or a tree. You don't need to. You know, you don't need to purchase it. That's right. Exactly. Everything is free. Right. The earth gives us everything we need free. If we were to honor it, if we were to communicate with it or just sit and look at it, and like for me, my favorite flower is a lady slipper, and that has huge medicinal properties that I didn't know uh, way back, but just to sit and look at the beauty of how how that flower, it's actually a wild orchid is what a lady slipper is, and it's my favorite wildflower, and it's actually blooming right now in New Hampshire. Aren't those, those are illegal to pick too, aren't they? They are, because when you pick them, they die, they do not regenerate. So uh, they're becoming they're very they're um, becoming extinct, right. and I actually have a friend that just emailed me that she says they're growing in her woods, and if you want to make an appointment for a, for a tour, <laughs> you can. We, I could email her and get a tour, and I think I might do that tomorrow actually because I love just looking at a lady slipper. They just oh, they take your breath away for me. And so, what is that like for other people? What what is your favorite wildflower? And that the other thing out that's blooming now is a trillium. And just walking in the woods and seeing them, you know, like like powers, like looking at this, all of a sudden this beautiful pink or red or everything's green and brown in the woods, and then all of a sudden you see a beautiful um, orchid growing. And lady slippers like to grow uh, in a specific soil, which is usually around pine trees, which I think is sandy and acidic. So... Um, um, those are those are places that I like to go to too. Is it feels, I love the smell of pine, of white pine needles on the ground. Yeah, well, there's um, again, it's everything in nature's free. I was doing some research a little bit too before we were talking, and they said because of eighty percent of the world's population can't afford Western high tech medicine, indigenous traditions still collectively play an important global healthcare role. They said so much so that the World's Health Organization recommended that they be integrated into national healthcare policies and programs. I'm not sure that that will end up ever happening, but wouldn't that be amazing if they could do that? Well, it would, and you know, it happens that way in Europe. I mean, in Europe. 
um, especially Germany, they do have um, herbalism incorporated into their healthcare system because it works. And uh, they're not as controlled there by the pharmaceuticals and the, and the AMA, American Medical Association, which is basically a, a very big union. But um, that you, you can't really make money on, on things that are free, so um, that's part of, part of the equation that we have here in this country. Right. Um, so but, can we talk just a quick second here, talk about, um, and maybe you can shed some light on this for us too, the difference between Western medicine and Native American medicine. Um, I know for Western medicine, we, we focus mo- mainly on pathology and curing the disease, whereas the Native American medicine focuses on health and healing the person in the community, right? Yes. Yes, it's... Um well, we call we talk about holistic, which means they they work with the whole the whole person and the whole um, ecology of where what they're doing, what they're thinking, how they're feeling, uh, what their spirits like, what their souls like, um, as well as the, what's going on in the physical body. In fact, they really look more at what's going on behind the scenes that's not in the physical body that is usually the um, the core issue that they they work with, and that's why ceremony or what we might have called medicine men. Um, they work with the spiritual level of the um, the unseen worlds because that's where things usually trickle in and cause the, the uh, physical maladies. And that actually speaks also to, uh, in the Western world, that's basically what stress is about. And 90% of everything going on, all, all illnesses in the United States, can be tracked, traced back to stress. And well, stress, that's true. <laughs> and, and if you want to look at stress, that's basically looking at more psychological and spiritual and other than physical things that are going on in a person's life, right. what they're worried about, what they're thinking about. Right. The ad- the Western medicine is ad- adversarial medicine. How can I destroy the disease? And the Native American medicine is, tele- what is it, teleological medicine? What can the disease teach the patient? Is there a message or story in the disease? Like, let your body oh, tell yeah. the story. Absolutely. That's That's true. And if people were to look at their cancer or their broken leg or whatever's going on with them as a, as a, um, a lesson or teaching, and that's what I've learned to do, is even if I stub my toe in the morning when I get up, I stop and breathe and, and ask myself, okay, where am I and how come I did that? Because I did it to myself, and basically all illness is created by the person that has the illness. It's not like they caught a cold from somewhere else or it's not like they caught cancer from somewhere else. It's, it's something that's out of balance within them. Right. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. That's true. What you're saying is um, it's, it's not like um, somebody's doing something to you. It's your, this is all about you and your life and what you brought, what you came here to learn. Which and, sometimes, in, in, and your intuition plays a primary role, too, because in the Western medicine, the intellect is primary. The medical practice is based on a scientific theory, whereas... We're going into the Native American indigenous medicine. The intuition is primary. You're, you're going within. Your healing is based on a spiritual truth or learned from nature or spiritual visions or things like that. You're, you know, you're kind of listening to the body, listening to the intuition, going within. So, yeah, right. I wish. And, yeah. and again, everything, every person is unique. Whereas in Western medicine, they think everyone falls within a textbook of diagnosis. Whereas, yeah, the indigenous and the, the Native American or the, the people living on the earth, the 80% of people, really, um, they, they uh, look at it a different way. Uh, it's crazy. It, it, you know, but again, it's, it's what we've been 
conditioned to understand. And, you know, people like you that are helping us um, realize the difference, that that's, you know, that's perfect. That's right. That, and there's yeah. um, a lot of people, there's a lot more people um, practicing um, uh, medical intuitive, which is what can happen. Uh, some That happens in my practice sometimes, but not all the time. But actually intuiting into a body what exactly is going on. Like Barbara Brennan, my teacher, yep. could actually see, like, x-ray vision in people's bodies and see where the, um, where the energy was coagulating or where the stuckness was or where the darkness was. And, and actually, she, that's one of the techniques that we learned to pull them out, and she could actually see that. And some people can't. I can't say that I see it. I feel it. And, um, but, um, so... What? But it's caused, the cause or the root issue is, is usually, it's not caused by something we did to ourselves or something that um, somebody outside of us did. It's, it's really, it is, it's a teaching. Right. Uh, Louise Hay has a book, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. And basically, right. you know, if you, if people come to me for a session and they tell me they're, you know, sometimes a Reiki session, they'll tell me that they're experiencing lower back pain, you know, go to the book and it's really all about lower back pain and the heal your, you know, You Can Heal Your Life book is all about money worries, you know, or if they have a problem with their ears, you know, if they have an ear infection or something and hearing in their ears, you know, you think, well, physically, yes, it's in my ears. But when you look at the book de- definition, it's all about anger and, you know, not being able to communicate properly or things like that. So it's just fascinating. Yes, that yeah. there are metaphoric um, lessons in each part of our body. <laughs> <laughs> and when we really delve into that and question that, and, and, and when you're, when you're having, having your hands on, like with Reiki or with the yeah. energy work that I do, you have your hands on a body, that's the information that many times comes through. And um, when you say it to the person, it doesn't make sense to you, but when you speak out loud what's coming through and intuitively, um, they the, the the patient or the client will just understand it completely. Oh, I know. I've had that happen before. I was so embarrassed to say something <laughs> one time, and I was like, "Oh my god, this has nothing to do with anything." And you know, and they were they started laughing. They're like, "Oh my god, that you know that just happened to me two days ago." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So trusting that's the big thing I learned at healing school was uh, surrender into the moment and trust. Uh, that what you're getting is clear, and then allow allow the spirits or allow everything to happen as it should. Allow everything to kind of fall into place. So trusting, <laughs> no matter what it is, how crazy it sounds, just trusting Perfect. that it's what they need. Absolutely, you got to do that. Hey, can we talk about real quickly here too about do you do sweat lodges? I know in in your um, that might not really be in the healing aspect of it, but can you share a little bit about sweat lodges or do you do you um, well, pr- I've, participate I've in those? I participate in sweat lodges here in New Hampshire, um, but I do not uh, lead sweat lodges. You have okay. to have a specific training to do that. But and the sweat lodge is called the Enipi, which is um, it's a spiritual. All the ceremonies, all the indigenous cultures, all the Native American ceremonies are, to me, prayers. They're they're a way of people going back to the earth and praying. And, and a sweat lodge is a it's a dome dome covered over dome with a small little um, fl- um, door. And inside, there's a hole where they put hot rocks, and they, um, the, and everything is done in ceremony. So the rocks are heated in a specific way, and uh, with a specific number of rocks, and they're wrapped with prayer ties, and they're brought into the lodge in a ceremonial way. And the way that I practice or learned is, um, um, as they're brought in, we sing songs and pray to them, and because they're they're beings. They're, they're conscious, just like they're beings, and they're, they have energy. So we're praying to their, their our grandfathers. And okay. um, when we go into the sweat lodge, then um, these stones can be red hot, and 
we sit in the circle inside, and when we close the door, it's totally black. And so we're, the symbol there is... Oh, I don't going, think I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be claustrophobic, and I, I can say that I am no longer. And it has, has, it's, a, it's a spiritual experience. But everybody, you know, because it's dark, too, no one has, no one's lesser or more. Everyone's equal in that. It, you become an equal participant because everybody can see the same thing, right? Right, and you're giving up. You're, you're, you're giving yourself to the womb of the mother. This is like a womb, going in the womb, that blackness of the going back into the mother's womb, the earth's womb. That's the whole symbolism, and that's exactly what you're doing. You have to crawl in on your hands and knees and sit um, cross-legged on the ground and... When, when the door closes, yes, everything's black. Uh, well, the stones can glow a little bit. And, right. And the man, the man that does the lodge where I practice, is, um, he'll sprinkle sometimes some specific herbs on the stones as prayer. And there'll be prayer ties hanging from, from above. That, um, that the whole, For me, the whole ceremony of the Native American is about praying, praying, praying to Great Spirit, to Tenkashula, to the grand- grandfathers and the grandmothers, and all the spirits, and always connecting into everything on the earth is alive, and having gratitude for that, and, and giving prayers for that, and thanks for that. Absolutely, and well, like you said too, it's definitely a ceremony, and that's nice to know that you know it's ceremonial. That sounds pretty empowering too. What you just talked about, I can under, I, I can only imagine that you can really start to reclaim responsibility for yourself and start to take really take control of your soul that way. Really, I mean. Well, yeah, it, that's the one way to heal claustrophobia. <laughs> I, I, I have it, but I don't think I want to heal it that way. I'm not sure I'm ready for that one yet. <laughs> well, if you find someone facilitating that's very gentle, you can sit by the door so you know you can always leave. And right. part of the thing for, that I did in the beginning was I kept my eyes closed so that I was always praying with my eyes closed. And, um, and then every now and then I would look for But then in the darkness is when you see spirits. Right. You see, you, you begin to see the other world. You begin to see the other side because um, they're invited into that because they need it to be black and dark. And, and I know and it promotes healing at all different levels, too. It generates forgiveness, releasing releasing emotions, right? Uh, all belief yes. patterns kind of that have been imprinted on our minds are probably kind of able to just be let go at that point. Right, and they're imprinted in ourselves. And yeah, yeah. when you're, and plus you're sweating, and, and it gets very hot. So the, the person leading it um, pours water on the on the hot stones, and it and the steam comes up, and it gets very hot. And we so it's like a a sauna, but it's different because it's um it's like Bikram um, yoga. <laughs> what's that? I said, is it like Bikram yoga? I was just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that kind of yoga is. I'm not oh. really a yoga practitioner. Oh, I think it's when the, the temperature is over 100 degrees and you're sweating. But okay. we, um, I just got the cue for our commercial break. So okay. we're going to stop here at this point in the conversation. When we come back, we're going to yeah. talk a little bit. I know you do drum-making ceremonies or you teach drum-making workshops. So we're going we're gonna to come back in a short break after the short break and talk about that. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to email them in at lisawillette at comcast.net. And I'll be happy to take your emails and read them online and, I'm sorry, read them over the show and we'll answer your questions if you have any. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a quick moment.
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawillette.com today. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. I wanted to just take a quick moment, too, and say that I had a lot of po- a lot of positive feedback about last week's show, Sacred Sound Solar Here solar breathing. I had a lot of emails come through and everybody said that they were able to feel the energy over the, over the, you know, through the, through their internet, through listening. So thank you again to my guest last week, Kevin. A lot of people had a lot of positive things to say about that. And they, and I was able to forward information along to him. If they had personal questions, I sent those emails over to him. So that was great. If again, like I said before, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us through this show, please feel free to email me at Lisa Willette at comcast.net and I will go over the questions that we receive. I did receive a question here and we're going to go into that. It actually it coincides with what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. And I did want to say also, if you are not able to listen live, you can also always download the Stitcher app and listen on your phone or iPad, smartphone or iPad anytime you want. So I'd love to and I'd love to have feedback from you. So please, I, I love feedback. So send those emails along. All right, so getting back to our conversation with Janie King. Um, Janie, in the last segment, we were talking about indigenous healing, and now I wanted to ask you, we, I wanted to kind of segue into, do you use drums in your healing sessions? Because I know that you talked about drums, and I know you facilitate drum-making workshops. So you, you obviously do use drums in your healing sessions. Is that correct? Yes, I, I do. When the client's uh, energy calls on, calls for that, I have uh, many drums in my studio, so whatever drum calls, I do use uh, drums based and on the information that comes from the client's um, energy field in the moment. So it's an in-the-moment thing. And I also use my drums to um, clear the space and rattles to clear the energy. Sound is an amazing healer. And... Um, just using that instead of smudge because lots of times people are allergic to smoke and right. smudge is just burning white sage to, to um, 
pick up the bad energy, the negative energies or the dark energies from a space and have it go up and out, up to great spirit or away. And the drum or the, the, the tone or the sound of the drum can do a similar thing. It's an, another way of cleansing. And it's also used uh, to, to go into trance, to go into another uh, level of being, a non, non-ordinary reality. So you can use your drum to, um, and sometimes that's what I do in my, in my healing space. If that person needs to go deeper into a space, into whatever their process is, many times I will pick up the, a drum and, um, and just drum at a steady beat. Okay, and excellent. Really <clears throat> steady beat, and, and I have different animal drums. Do I have, um, so it, it may depend also on what their, what their animal is. I have elk hide, I have deer, I have uh, bear, um, calf hide, and cow hide. And you facilitate you facilitate making drums too. I know this personally because I took one of your drum making workshops and I made a drum through your workshop. So yes. and, and I think the drum we made that um I can't remember which one it was. Was it elk? No. It was deer. It was a deer hide. Yes. You yeah. made a deer drum, deer hide drum. Okay. But you you're saying you make different you the workshops that you do, are there different kinds of drums that you make? Yes, I do. Um it seemed like this early spring, uh, from January until your workshop, I was focusing on um, deer medicine, the medicine okay. of the deer, and so I, I facilitated deer drum, deer medicine drum workshops at that point, and then now it's sort of shifted into elk hide, and I'm offering elk hide drum workshops now, and I actually have one planned for July 9th, which is the middle of the week down in uh, Townsend, Mass. Oh, great. And, yeah, Illuminations of Gaia. Uh, Bindi Johnson had contacted me, and I do facilitate workshops throughout New England. Okay, well, that coincides with our question. I was going to tell you, Frank from Barry, Vermont, wrote in, and he said, do you ever hold drum-making workshops in Vermont? So you just answered that for him. You, oh, you do yes, them in New England. You. So you thank travel? You, Frank. you yes, travel? I would love to uh, make a, uh, I'd love to organize a drum-building workshop in Barry, Vermont, or anywhere uh, in Vermont. I, I have done some up in, um, what was that, Wells River. I've done a drum-building workshop, and um, I belong to the Spiritualist Church over in Heartland, Vermont, so we we have done a drum-building workshop there. So, yes, thank you for that question, Frank. I would love to. And I do do drums all over, uh, drum-building workshops all over New England. And my drums uh, that you would make in, in a workshop is a 15-inch um, diameter hoop, which is about then about three inches um, deep, and um, right now, as I said, I'm focusing on elk hide. However, if you're looking for a specific kind of hide, we can work with that, too. One of these days, I want to do a moose hide workshop. Oh, wow. wow. Moose is a heavy, heavier hide, so I probably would need bigger. Well, like, I can't even imagine because I was just going to say from my personal experience, oh, my goodness, boy, did I need a lot of strength. That, w- that was not a, you know, you think it's going to be easy, but it wasn't. <laughs> It was a lot of work. <laughs> right. It's, it's not easy, and it's a good personal process. And some yes. people go into, go into an emotional reaction when they're making a drum because you don't realize the process that you're going through. It is a creative process. You're also handling a lot, an animal that was alive, so it's a real animal energy, the real, um, for you, the deer energy, that you're really, you're, you're, and we're honoring that deer. We're, we're giving new life to that animal, that four-legged animal, by giving him that or her, the voice of the drum is now the voice of that deer Absolutely. that you have as, it, a, it, as a drum. 
it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful process i have to say that we had a nice small workshop so it was intimate there was maybe four or five of us it, you know it wasn't too large so we were able to get good one on you know good one on one um work with you which was really great for me because i seemed to i used my intuition too when i was picking out my drum which was great and i ended up with a beautiful color drum like different than everybody else's everybody else's was light and mine was like a really darker brown um and it, it's but it's beautiful i love it i i love using it in my healing sessions and i just really love the sound of it and the vibration but your it was great to have you there to explain everything very very knowledgeable mhm Thank you. And yeah, I've been making doing drum building workshops since 1997, which is when I had learned about my native heritage. And um, actually, it was my former husband that um, learned how to make a drum. Uh, and then we offered people that we knew that all found out he made drums and um, he taught me how to do it. And the first workshop we had was in February. It was every kind of weather came through that day. So we just felt that was a really acknowledgement of spirit that we were to continue offering drum building workshops. And so uh, this is a passion that I've moved forward with and I'm no longer with uh, my husband, and, but he and he didn't uh, have that passion that I have to keep it going. So, uh, And plus I have uh, the Mi'kmaq and the Wampanoag background to kind of... Um, I, I, was, I wanted to be a drummer when I was in the fourth grade. Oh, really? <laughs> I, so you've had it in your blood all this time. I've had it in my blood all this time, and it, it finally it's coming out now and making drums and having... These beautiful, beautiful instruments. I just, uh, I just love every single drum. They're like my kids, as you know. Every time someone comes to a program and brings one of their drums that they made in my workshop, they're like, oh, it's one of my kids. <laughs> I know you said that. It's kind of cute. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, and you also. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, in in addition to the drums, you also do feather readings too, right? So you work with drums and feathers. So I do. Could I you tell us a little bit about your feather readings too? Because <laughs> and I know from personal experience, I've had I've had a few of those over the years, and they're very very interesting. Yeah, I've been collecting feathers all my life, and when I made a box to keep them in, and one day I was going to a healing fair, bringing my healing table to a fair where I was going to do healings, and the feathers. Well, the day before, the feathers almost fell off the shelf, and I had made a vow to really pay attention to my intuition that day, or from now on, rather, and the feathers fell off the shelf, and they told me to read them, and I could not not listen to them because I just made a vow to listen to my intuition. Right. And so, <laughs> Got to honor that. Right. I, so I honored it, and I took them with me to that um, the next day, and that, actually that was up in Wells River, uh, Vermont, where I actually did the, one of the drum-building workshops, too, and... Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I just They told me what to do, to set up a medicine wheel. And, and so exactly, Lisa, how you experienced it. They told me how to do this, what to do. I brought them up there. The first person that came was free because I had no idea how it would work. And right. it was just amazing. The feathers just pour their information out of me. That, so what people do is they, they choose a number of feathers and they place them on a medicine wheel on the table. And depending on how you place it, where you place it, and what kind of feather and how, it, how its direction is, um, they tell me what that information is that you need to know uh, from how you, how you place the feather and what kind of bird, which bird it came from. Oh, right. Yeah, and I know that I've had them spread out over, you know, periods of time over years, and each time it's been exactly dead on with what's going on in my life. So it's pretty fascinating how, you know, you can be drawn to one particular feather at one particular time in your life, and mm -hmm. depending on where you place it, it really means something specific. If you place it a particular way, it means something different too, right? 
Right, exactly. I mean, some people they place some people place them. It becomes a beautiful mandala, but they have cut off all the energy moving from all the directions. So that it tells me they're cutting off the, the energy going to their core. Or um, for another person, it might not mean exactly that. And sometimes what happens is I, what I, when I see a feather, it'll take me to the bird, and the bird will show me a behavior, and that's the behavior I tell you know tell you and. That's exactly what you need to know to to change something or your diet or something like that. Oh, that's it's amazing. I you know again, like I say, it's it was definitely dead on, you know, spot on with exactly where I was at that point in my life. The last time I had, you know, the last few times I've had those readings too. Now, is that something that you can do? Can you do feather readings over the phone, or maybe not because the person has to choose? Could you do it over Skype or something? Or Probably not because the person has to put the feather down, right? That's probably something that can only be done in person. Yeah, well, I I have done them over the phone, but they're not. I usually just uh, visualize what feathers they're choosing. So, that, but no, it's really not something you can do with the phone easily. Okay. And I have not tried it on Skype. Um, I'm not technically. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I was just wondering. So, if you're local in the New England region, and you're, you know, if you're listening outside of the, our listening area, obviously that might not be something that you could, um, you could do personally. But you could, you could always get in touch with Janie for something else of all the other information right. that she's just um, talked about. Have you ever sure. thought about doing drum making workshops outside of New England? I have actually. I've been to Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I have a friend in uh, Carolina. I haven't gone down there yet, but she's been after me to, to go to uh, North Carolina to do a drum building workshop there. So yes, I I do travel, Excellent. and it's um, it's just fun. So it, it and the, the and this is uh, such a passion, and it's it's sort of my spiritual path to to do this and to offer these. So uh, yes, I I travel wherever drums are called to be made, <laughs> wherever spirit calls you, right, Janie? Yes, wherever spirit calls me. I look at what I do in my life as my, my, my reason for being on this planet right now. And um, I'm, I'm, I had my <clears throat> on my show yesterday. I have a TV show, and oh, that's Dorothy, great. Yeah, Dorothy Morgan uh, was on the show. She was she's a, an astrologer, and she was reading my chart. And I can't believe it is so in line with everything that I'm doing. Because I haven't had it read since nine, uh, 2007. The person. And, and let me just chart. interrupt your your show is called New Earth Lifestyles, and it's Community Access TV, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. I forgot. Yes, I wanted you to can go to ManchesterTV.org and click on Channel 23 at 2 o'clock on Thursdays, and I'll be live, and you can call in and talk to me. Excellent. And um, so yesterday we had an astrologer. I was just amazed that um, my chart, it, it, it was so right on for what I'm doing in my life right now and the fact that this spiritual aspect of Native American heritage that I am bringing out in me is my, I, I'm walking this talk. I'm walking from the heart, and that's how I help people. And that, Isn't that, that amazing? Actually, I know. We I, see it in my chart. I no, I know. I had an astrologer. Um, Graham Graham was on my show. Graham James was on my show a couple weeks ago, and um, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be looking at astrology wise too. It's funny when we're we're walking our walk, talking our talk, being on the soul path. It's interesting, mm-hmm. huh? It is. It's so. It's just. It makes me able to meditate deeper <laughs> I guess because I don't think I'm wasting my time and have to do something else you know it's like wow this is where I am this is what I'm doing I'm trusting I'm allowing I am being and that's great. really all we can do at this point yes that's true that's true and so, so if anyone so, wants to um, organize any kind of a drum building workshop I am absolutely open to that you can go to my website or you can actually email me it's jane.e.king at 
gmail.com. Okay, and again, um, we're nearing the end of the show now. So again, if anybody wanted to get in touch with Janie, you could reach her at www.janeekingheartheeler.com. And mm-hmm. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, Janie, for being on the show. It was wow, a pleasure to have up. you here, and you gave us lots of informative information. Uh, I I would encourage anybody listening to get in touch with um, either Janie or myself if you have questions about the show. You have both of our emails. And it's been a pleasure to talk to everybody today. I'd like to thank you so much for listening and continue listening on next week. We have, an, we have a nice engaging show coming back next week. So everybody, have a great weekend. And thank you again, Janie. Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Empowered.